O oh God, because your abiding presence always grows with us, keep us aware of your daily mercies, that we may live secure and content in your eternal love. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Thanks be to God. 
God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For, just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. When you were slaves to sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father is child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher, and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who will acknowledge me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. 
You may be seated. It's time for the children's message.
Jesus paid for our sins on the cross, and we get to live as his servants and show that love to everyone around us. Let's go ahead and pray together. Hold our hands. Repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son.
of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The truth hurts. It's not, an always, it's not always an easy thing to hear, and it's not always an easy thing to say, either. In most social situations, it's actually best not to speak the naked truth. But sometimes, speaking the truth is important. And Jeremiah lived in one such time. The people of Israel had fallen away from God over and over again. And now the word of the Lord has come to Jeremiah to warn the people of the coming Babylonian exile. God was punishing his people for their spiritual adultery. The people of Israel didn't want to hear it. They had other prophets to listen to, false prophets who gave them easy lies and excused their sins. So when Jeremiah comes along, speaking the painful truth of God, the people are angry. To the authorities in Israel, Jeremiah was a troublemaker, someone who had to be dealt with, someone who had to be silenced. So they beat him. They mocked him, and they put him in the stocks overnight so all the people could see his shame. It is right after this that our text this morning takes place. O Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. You are stronger than I, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all the day. Everyone mocks me. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all day long. Jeremiah spoke God's truth, and God's truth hurt. People didn't like it. They beat him, they shamed him, they imprisoned him. Even his friends turned against him. For I hear many whispering, terrors on every side. Denounce him, let us denounce him, say all my close friends watching for my fall. Perhaps he will be deceived. Then we can overcome him and take our revenge on him. Speaking the truth of God is not going to win you any popularity contests. Because the truth hurts. People will turn against you for speaking God's truth. Maybe even your family members and close friends. So the prophet Jeremiah here had a choice. Either keep preaching in the name of the Lord, and keep being beaten, shamed, and imprisoned. Or, just stop. Don't preach in God's name, and all of this would go away. All he would have to do is nothing at all. So which will it be, Jeremiah? Will you preach? Will you say, thus says the Lord? Or will you just stop? Jeremiah was not the only man in history to face this question. A couple thousand years after Jeremiah, God's church is in a Babylonian captivity. Not by actual Babylonians, but by false teaching. The Roman Catholic Church holds the monopoly on Christianity, and this Roman church is the new Babylon, and the church is held in captivity by her false prophets. But there's this troublemaker, 
an angry German monk who's writing against the false prophets of the Roman Church. He's even written against the Pope, who held a lot of political and religious power at this time. And so, this angry German monk, Martin Luther, was declared an outlaw and a heretic for his teachings. Now, being an outlaw at this time was a pretty big deal. If he was recognized, if the authorities saw him, they would arrest him. And being put on trial, he would face the Roman church. And they tended to deal with heretics by means of stakes and fire. So if Martin Luther was caught, he would be killed. Just like Jeremiah, Luther had a choice to make. Either keep preaching and teaching against the Roman church, or just apologize and stop. Just recant and all of this would go away. All that he'd have to do was nothing at all. The prophet Jeremiah might have even tried this, just stopping, not preaching in God's name. But he writes, If I say, I will not mention him, or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. God's truth is as a burning fire shut up in the bones of Jeremiah. He can't hold it in. God's truth must be spoken. The lies of the people, the lies of the prophets and the sins of the people are just too much. Really, Jeremiah has no choice. He will speak the hard truth. And Israel will mock him, beat him, and imprison him. But Jeremiah will speak the truth anyway. Martin Luther, too, would speak the truth. God's truth was, for him, like a burning fire shut up in his bones, and he could not hold it in. So he wrote against the abuses of the Roman Church. He wrote against their false prophets, against the Pope himself, and even translated the scriptures into German. Martin Luther does not quietly go away. And people start to listen. Several German princes find themselves agreeing with this Reformation, and it gains momentum, until the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V turns his full attention to this angry German troublemaker. It was Charles V who had declared Luther an outlaw in the first place. He is completely opposed to the Reformation, both religiously and politically. But he wants to know what these reformers actually believe. So he holds a diet, or a council, in the city of Augsburg. Luther is still an outlaw, so he can't actually attend, but several other theologians of the Reformation go in his place. And in the days leading up to the Diet of Augsburg, headed by Philip Melanchthon, these men write down the truths that they confess. And so, 493 years ago, on this very date, June 25, 1530, the Augsburg Confession was read in the presence of Holy Roman Emperor Charles V. And the Augsburg Confession is the foundation of our Lutheran confessions that we hold today.
It has the pure truth of God's word, and it lists the abuses of the Roman church. That is not an easy thing to read right in front of a very Catholic emperor. The theologians of Augsburg, they too would speak the truth of God's word. Like Jeremiah, Luther and the theologians of the Reformation speak that hard truth. They plead that the Roman Catholic Church would repent, turn from her wickedness, and live. They were persecuted and mocked, and yet they persisted. They did not turn from their true confession. Now these men made a bold stand. But make no mistake, they did not stand alone. Jeremiah had all his friends turn against him, but he writes, But the Lord is with me as a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble. They will not overcome me. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. The Lord is with Jeremiah as a dread warrior. Like a mighty man of old, God fights for Jeremiah. The words that Jeremiah spoke were God's words, and God is right there to back his words up. Now, Jeremiah was still beaten, mocked, and imprisoned, but despite this, his persecutors could not overcome him, because Jeremiah understood what Jesus told his disciples in our gospel text this morning. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. The Lord was with Jeremiah as a dread warrior on the battlefield of eternity. For the Lord would vanquish evil with nails and a spear. By dying and rising again, Jesus, the Lord, the dread warrior with Jeremiah, took the power of the persecutor away. Death holds no dominion over the righteous. And this is what Jeremiah means. His persecutors can mock him, they can beat him, they could even kill him, but they would not overcome him. And neither could they overcome the theologians of the Reformation a couple thousand years later. Like Jeremiah, they couldn't keep God's truth contained. Like Jeremiah, they were persecuted. But like Jeremiah... They did not stand alone. And you, you stand in the legacy of these men. You have the pure truth of God's word, and you live in a world that doesn't want to hear it. But you will not yield. In the words of a hymn that our choir will sing this morning, Rise, ye children of salvation, all who cleave to Christ the head, Wake, arise, O mighty nation, ere the foe on Zion tread. He draws nigh and would defy all the hosts of God most high. This describes the world of today. The foe is eager to tread on Zion, eager to defy all the hosts of God, and in his way stands you. Emmanuel Lutheran Church, you are the children of salvation. And you stand shoulder to shoulder with all the churches of God throughout the world, but you do not stand alone. 
Saints and heroes, long before us, firmly on this ground have stood. See their banners waving over us, conquerors through the Savior's blood. Ground we hold whereon of old fought the faithful and the bold. This fight that you fight is not new. This is the fight that saints and heroes have fought before us. Saints like Jeremiah, saints like Martin Luther, saints like the theologians of Augsburg. See their courage. More than that, see their victory. They have conquered through the Savior's blood. The ground that we hold today is the ground that they have won. And they did not win it alone. And neither do you hold it alone. Fighting, we shall be victorious by the blood of Christ our Lord. On our foreheads bright and glorious shines the witness of his word. Spear and shield on battlefield, his great name we cannot yield. Your persecutors will not overcome you. They will stumble and they will fall. You cannot yield the great name of Christ, for the Lord is with you as a dread warrior. Victory is a fact. So let the world come. Let them mock you. Let them beat you. Let them even kill you. But they will not overcome you. For they can kill the body, but they cannot kill your soul. When his servants stand before him, each receiving his reward, and his saints in light adore him, giving glory to the Lord, victory our song shall be like the thunder of the sea. Amen. And may the peace of Christ, which passes all human understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds steadfast in the one true faith until our Lord returns in glory. Amen. We rise to confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. We say together, boldly and proudly, I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended. special prayers this morning. We pray for Dan Young Collins, a former student of Pam Stump, who endures with daily neurological pain. Pastor John Sergerton, who is recovering from a bone marrow transplant. George Snyder, the father of C.C. Snyder, who is undergoing radiation treatments. Kelly Franks, a friend of Alice and Bill Francis, 
who is continuing treatment for stage four cancer, Kenneth Kahn, father of John Kahn, who is undergoing radiation and chemo for brain cancer, June Taylor, a neighbor of Ruth Selmeyer, who is struggling with a series of medical problems, Caroline, friend of Rick and Cheryl Barker, who is recovering from open heart surgery, Paul Jansen, friend of Vicki Schwab, who is fighting stage four colon cancer, Tim Hill, the brother-in-law of Sally Martin, who has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, Bill Westfall, Chrissy Snyder's father, who is undergoing tests for cancer, Michelle and her husband Rob, friends of Carolyn Ott, who are both suffering with cancer, the Bryant family, friends of the Begleys, whose infant granddaughter died this week, the family of Catherine Dare, who died this past week, Becky McIntyre, Vicki Schwab's sister, prays that her surgery went well and her answered prayer, and to the vicar as he continues his studies and prepares for full-time ministry in here. We pray. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That sin would not reign in our mortal bodies, or make us obey in passions, but as those brought from death into life, we would present our bodies to God as instruments of righteousness. Let us pray to the Lord. For the households of this congregation, that our Father in heaven would overcome division with unity of faith, give wisdom and peace where there is anger and strife, and bless parents with faithfulness to teach their children, let us pray to the Lord. For the authorities of our nation, that God would bless them with wisdom to seek the common good, deliver them from temptations to promote evil and oppose his will, and give them penitent hearts and confidence in his grace, let us pray to the Lord. For a love of God's word, that though the world treats it with derision, we would hold fast to the scriptures and declare God's praises. Let us pray to the Lord. For those going through difficulties, especially we remember Danielle, Pastor John, and George, Kelly, Kenneth, and June, and Caroline, and Paul, Tim, and Phil, Michelle, and Rob. We also mourn with the Bryant family and with the family of Catherine Dare. And we celebrate with Becky. And we rejoice in the wonderful ministry that we have shared with the vicar here at Emmanuel and look forward to his preparation for full-time ministry and discovering what you have in mind for him, Lord, in a year. Let us pray to the Lord. For all who partake of the Holy Communion this day, that they would present themselves as though brought out of death into life, to receive in repentance the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Be merciful to us, O Lord, and hear our prayer. Grant to us the grace of your Holy Spirit, that we may be led into all truth and be steadfast in the confession of Christ. Through Jesus Christ. 
Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
then come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our
Now may this strengthen and preserve you in true faith unto life eternal. Amen. And if you are, you are able to sing.